Welcome to worship on this beautiful summer day. If you are a guest of ours today, we're so glad you're here. Um, if you've got young kids and you need childcare for them, that's down the hall. Um, we love to have children in worship though, so know that's there. And then we have something called um, Kids Word sometimes, so um, we'll mention that when we get there. But also, just for all of our guests, everything is printed here, and that's because um, you're not in the audience. It may look like that, but you're not. God is the only audience this morning, and so you're on stage. And so we are so excited you are here to join and worship um, and, in, and receive the promise of God's presence and word and sacrament today. So with that, let's remember our baptism and how we came into this congregation and into the church. Please stand. We begin, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may completely and perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we have done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you and uphold us by your spirit so that we may live and serve you in newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us and for his sake forgives us all of our sins. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven and all that is Christ's is yours. Thanks be to God.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. and ever-living God, you are always more ready to hear than we are to pray, and you gladly give more than we either desire or deserve. Pour upon us your abundant mercy. Forgive us those things that weigh on our conscience 
and give us those good things that come only through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. I'd like to invite the children to come forward for the children's message. Come on up. Come on, get up there. Got him. All right. Kids word, you can come with me in the back, for those of you who want to do that this morning, touch bases with parents, if so. Christ Jesus, the Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive 
through philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the universe, and not according to Christ. For in him, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have come to fullness in him, who is the head of every ruler and authority. In him also, you are circumcised with a spiritual circumcision by putting off the body of the flesh in the circumcision of Christ. When you were buried with him in baptism, you were also raised with him through faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. And when you were dead in trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive together with him when he forgave us all our trespasses, erasing the record that stood against us with its legal demands. He set this aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and made a public example of them, triumphing over them in it. Therefore, do not let anyone condemn you in matters of food and drink or observing festivals, new moons, or Sabbaths. These are only a shadow of what is to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Do not let anyone disqualify you, insisting on self-abasement and worship of angels, dwelling on visions, puffed up without cause by a human way of thinking, and not holding fast to the head, from whom the whole body, nourished and held together by its ligaments and sinews, grows with a growth that is from God. The word of the Lord.
Lord, your words are spirit and life. You have the words of everlasting life. Hallelujah, 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 The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 11th chapter. Jesus was praying in a certain place, and after he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, as we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us and do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, suppose one of you has a friend and you go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine has arrived and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, do not bother me. The door has already been locked and my children are in, with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything, because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and for everyone who knocks the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Gospel of the Lord. Will you pray with me? Dear Lord, our strength and our redeemer, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto you. Amen. Thank you. So a couple weeks I stood up here before you and talked about how the biblical passage for that week was really, really difficult. And I wasn't so sure that the powers that be around here should let the intern preach on it. Well, here I am again. Um, and you know, you might be thinking to yourself, intern Marietta, this isn't a difficult passage. Jesus gives some lovely words about the Lord's Prayer. We all know that, right? And then he says, ask and seek and find and knock and open. That's, that's pretty straightforward, right? But but I got to say, there's a couple verses in here that trip me up, and maybe they tripped you up too. So if you um, grab your bulletins if you want, if you'd like to, on page seven where the gospel is, I'm going to read you this parable that Jesus tells to his disciples. And he said to them, "Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, "Friend, lend me three loaves of bread." 
For a friend of mine has arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So here we have a story about a guest who arrives late at night, a host who's kind of short, short-handed at the moment, and a neighbor. And um, this is one of those situations where Jesus uses um, two things about Middle Eastern culture that are very important. And you've heard Pastor Bill say this before. Hospitality is like the most important thing, right? If a guest comes to your house in the Middle East, they pull out the stops. They bring out everything to make you very comfortable. So that's one important contextual piece of this um, reading. And the other thing is the bread. Bread in the Middle East is not just something to eat. It's kind of like a utensil. You use it to pick up your food. You use it to wipe your bowl clean. It's kind of like a spoon and a fork, or as I like to say, a first century spork. If you've been to KFC, you've had a spork, you've used a spork. So here we have these two important things. And so Jesus begins to tell this story about how this late night guest shows up and the host is caught without the sporks, right? And so he runs next door to his neighbor, he bangs on the door and he yells out, friend, friend, neighbor, please lend me some bread. I need some bread to take care of my guest. And this is the point at which Jesus goes, Now, get this, disciples. You're not going to believe what this neighbor says. This neighbor says, I can't be bothered. I'm already in bed. My kids are in bed. The door is locked. I'm not going to help you. And at this point, the disciples are like, no way, Jesus. Nobody would ever, ever do that. And Jesus says, well, maybe the host has to be persistent. And persistent in this text is not translated in a great way. We have to be honest. Sometimes translators make mistakes. The better word here for the Greek translation is shameless. Shameless. This this host has to act shamelessly, or even better, in unembarrassed boldness. This host is not going to give up in unembarrassed boldness until the neighbor answers the door and brings some bread. And so Jesus says, if this host acts in unembarrassed boldness and this neighbor responds with the first century sporks, how much more? Well, God, who loves you, who created you, who died and rose for you, how much more will God respond to your needs? Did I get that right? Nice, good, all right. Okay. But he was doing this, so I was thinking, all right, good, I'm on a roll. All right. So let's jump down just to verse 11. It says, Jesus says, Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So this is also where Jesus is using kind of hyperbole, right? Like, like 
Just as a neighbor in the Middle East would never, never be not generous to a friend and a guest, God will not not be generous to you. And it says, in fact, the Father in heaven will give the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to those who ask. To those who ask. Hmm. Let's think about that a minute. You might be thinking then, how do we ask? How do we pray effectively? And it's lovely, the, G- the answer that Jesus gives here in Luke. First, Jesus instructs his disciples and all of us to name this relationship. So we address this communication to our father, our parent, the same name that Jesus uses, Abba. And we name God as holy. In a sense, we ask God to live into this holiness by answering the following petitions. To bring God's kingdom to us. That there be daily bread for all. That forgiveness is practiced. And that God delivers the faithful from a time of trial. In prayer, we ask God to live into the relationship with us as a loving parent. So we're given a roadmap in this prayer or a template of how to pray. And I want to add something that Martin Luther said about prayer um, that I think is so apt in our busy, busy world today. He said, I have so much to do today that I think I'll spend the first three hours in prayer. I have so much to do. I think, I think what he's saying is, I think I'm so important and I have so much to do. I'd better sit down and center myself in what's really important. But then I think this inevitable question comes about prayer, and I heard this over and over and over again this week as we talked about this scripture. Why don't my prayers get answered the way that I think God should answer them? So often we ask and we don't receive. We have searched and we have not found In spite of our prayers, we have lost loved ones to cancer and senseless accidents, to mental illness and violence. We have not gotten the job that we so desperately needed or the grade or that relationship that we sought. In spite of our prayers, in spite of the prayers of all people around the world every day, there is hunger and violence and war. If God is like a loving parent who desires to give us what is good and life-giving, why does it seem that so many of our prayers go unanswered? I guess I wish I could give you a simple answer, but there isn't one. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. So here are some of the things I heard this week when I talked about this. Does God answer our prayers with no sometimes? Maybe. Is God's answer blocked somehow by other powers, by sin in the world, by our own brokenness? Does God see a bigger picture, a reality that we can't see, that we can't imagine? And do we just have to trust that it's going to be okay? Again, I'm not going to pretend there's a definitive answer here. 
There just isn't. I can tell you this, though, and I'm sure many of you can attest to this. There is power in prayer. There is hope. There is connection. Time and again, people told me that while their prayers might not have been answered with what they had in mind, that prayer brought peace and calm and a sense of belonging. This last week, my mother-in-law sat at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, waiting as, uh, for my sister-in-law, who was undergoing a very delicate surgery to remove a tumor from her face. And through those long nine hours of surgery, she walked and prayed and cried to God. And while the outcome of the surgery was not what she, or not what any of us, wanted, well, not what any of us had asked for. My mother-in-law said that what got her through nine hours of waiting was that connection, that there was hope in that time that she spent in conversation with God. So perhaps prayer is not so much getting what we want or what we ask for, but rather about this relationship that we have with our Creator. We are invited into this relationship to share our hopes and our dreams, our wants and our laments, our anger and our joy. We share them knowing that whatever comes next, whatever the outcome, this creator, this God, who created us in God's image, can bear hearing all things, can rejoice with us and cry with us and walk with us into life because the ultimate answer to every prayer we have ever prayed is Christ Jesus. For in Christ, the fullness of God dwelt, and you have come to fullness in Christ. Christ has given you righteousness. Jesus took your sins, your sins of the past and the present and the future, with him into death and set you free in resurrection, brought you to new light. God in and through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit dwells in you, no matter what. Don't be afraid to get real with God. Go with unembarrassed boldness to God. Don't be afraid to communicate with the one who created you. Don't be afraid to remember who you are and whose you are. So I want to leave you today with one last story. Um, And uh, I spent 10 weeks last summer as a chaplain in a hospital in southwest Iowa. And (laughs) it was some of the most powerful 10 weeks of my life. Um, I loved what my supervisor told me day after day as we walked through those, those halls of the hospital. Don't be afraid to go into that hospital room, Marietta. Get in there and see what God is up to. He was worried that chaplains were thinking we were bringing God to the room, and he wanted us to know that God was already there at work. So as I grew more confident um, as the summer went on, uh, toward the end of the summer, I met a patient we'll call Don. Don was a tough, old businessman. He was serious. And um, 
He lived hard and he played hard and his kidneys were suffering because of it. So he'd been hospitalized to try to get his kidneys back working again. And um, I, I never saw Don in a hospital bed. Every morning he got up, he showered, he put on street clothes and he sat in his chair. And his wife came in and brought the paper and they read the paper together and they watched the news and he was in constant communication with his employees at his business. His cell phone was never far away. And the first day that I went to Don's room, um, he was pretty sure he did not need me. He said he didn't want to talk about God or Jesus or church or anything to do with spirituality and he definitely did not want to talk about his feelings. And I thought, Fair enough, Don. You're not the first person to tell me that. I'll, I'll come back tomorrow and see how you're doing. So four days in a row, I'd pop my head into Don's room, and I'd be summarily dismissed. Not, not in an impolite way, but he just didn't really want to talk about that. So the fifth day, I popped my head in, and he kind of waved me in the door. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And we talked for a few minutes about some things that were in the paper and we talked about his kidneys, how they really weren't getting any better, and that was a bummer. And then, kind of out of the blue, he said, you know, I grew up a Catholic. I was an altar boy. But I haven't been to church in 30 years, and I don't really know why. I guess I just kind of fell out of the habit. Fair enough, Don. I sat there for a minute, sort of waiting to see what might unfold. Lots of being a chaplain is just not talking, which for me is hard. Like that. So probably why I loved those 10 weeks. <laughs> um, and so I noticed he looked really tired. And it felt a little bit like sharing this piece of his childhood with me had been hard. So I thought, I'm going to let that be. But he's opened this religious door, right? He's opened this, I have this peace in me here, chaplain. And so I said, Don, can I, can I pray with you? Would that be okay? Oh, yeah, that'd be fine. So he stood up, because <laughs> that's what the kind of guy he was, and he took my hand, and I started to pray. I started to pray, good and gracious God, thank you for the life of Don. <laughs> and he, his body heaved, and a sob came out of his lips, and he just started to cry. And so I kind of continued on, and I said, God, please bring healing to Don's kidneys, and please take care of his employees while he's gone, and guide the hands of the medical staff who are caring for him. And then, as I usually did at the end of the prayer, I started the Lord's Prayer. And I said, Our Father who art in heaven. And I could feel Don, his shoulders start to heave again hallowed be thy name. And I started to pray, thy kingdom come. And he came in with me. He was whispering through his sobs. But he was praying. I'm going to get a little emotional. I'm sorry. <laughs> and we said the prayer together. And I quickly remembered that the Roman Catholic prayer ends, you know, before us Protestants. So he said, amen. And I said, amen, before I got to the next part. And he sat back down, and he grabbed a tissue, and he wiped his eyes, and he didn't look at me, and he thanked me, and I thanked him, and I left the room. I just am so um, caught by this old, tough guy in street clothes in a hospital, reaching back into his childhood to this little altar boy, and 
In the words of the Lord's Prayer, calling on this God in unembarrassed boldness. Calling on this God who he felt had not abandoned him. Thanks be to God for the life of Don. Thanks be to God for all of you who can also call on God in unembarrassed boldness. Amen. response to God's word, let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, 
suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us indeed um, pray with confidence and respond to the word and turn to God and hear his plea and command to pray. So let us pray for the whole church and for all poor people according to their needs. Gracious God, pour out anew your spirit today, enabling us to trust and depend on your mercy and call on you with unembarrassed boldness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give direction, wisdom, and humility to all our leaders, our president and Congress, state and local officials. Let liberty and justice be our ways. We pray for those striving for freedom throughout the world, especially in Russia, Hong Kong, and the Middle East. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bring your wisdom to those who are addressing the crisis of immigration. Be with all those fleeing because of the trauma and violence of war in the Middle East or drug cartels in Mexico and Central America. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Pour out your Holy Spirit and empower us to be your instruments in connecting more people to Christ Jesus. Pour out your spirit on our vacation Bible school. Bless all our leaders with energy and joy as they share your God-given, really important tools. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for your blessing on our upcoming all-church camp at Luther Haven and watch over our youth and adults as they return home today from Montana. Grant them peace as they re-enter their lives here at home. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, we pray for Randy Fossum as he recovers from a broken leg, from an um, incident with his wheelchair and a fall, and so we pray for his healing as he's in rehab and, and hurting. God, we pray for Cliff Adams, who is again hospitalized um, after his stroke and surgery, and we pray for his strength and endurance, and we pray for Craig and family as they surround him. God, we pray for Sue Bernhardt and thanks that she's recovering well from a heart valve replacement. And we pray for John and Carol, well, for John and Jewel as they recover from surgery. And we pray for Carol Maddox as she undergoes procedure this week. And we pray for, that that will be successful. Watch over that um, surgery. God, we pray also for Haley, anticipating surgery and prayers for her care team um, as they do the surgery. God, we pray for Kai Hansen-Keller as he's fighting wildfires um, as a hotshot this summer, and we pray for his protection. Watch over him. God, we continue to pray for those battling cancer, Priscilla and now Elizabeth Domaheide, for Linda and Tim and Angela and Gary and Dave and Gail and Jim and Ron and Kathy and Carol, all our deployed military and family and their support and all on our continued prayer list we bring to you and now others aloud or in the quiet of our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, as we come now to your table, God, we give thanks that you give us this tangible experience of the good news we've heard today. 
do come to us and help us with your spirit that we can trust that you encounter us not only in the words we've heard and in the word we've heard today, but also now in this meal. And we pray this trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you all. Share that peace with those around you. Keep sharing the peace. As you do that, though, I'm going to move us to some community time. I encourage you to pass those friendship pads down the pew. If you're a guest of ours today, that's a great place for you just to give us an email or an address um, so we can send you a thank you for worshiping with us. We're so glad you're here today. So VBS, it's not too late to invite someone. There's registration tomorrow morning as well, although you can do that online and we encourage you to do that. If you are part of the support team in any way, there is a shirt in the back on the table in the narthex for you. Really cool tie-dye shirt. So that's available. The specific need now with Vacation Bible School as it starts tomorrow is you know what happens by Thursday? We finish up because we do a big party out at Luther Haven on Friday. Um, so we finish up here on Thursdays, and you know, just think about being a teacher or a helper and working, working hard all week, and then you get to two o'clock or noon at the end on Thursday. Do you think you're ready for another three hours of cleanup? If you haven't been able to plug into Vacation Bible School for whatever reason, but you could come and spend a couple hours helping move tables and chairs around. If you have that physical ability, I hope you'll think about signing up on your ministry card um, to help clean up this week after VBS. That's the one need we still have. Um, communion assistants are needed for late service. If you're interested in that, please mark your, um, your ministry card that's there in your bulletin. We can get you trained up and Gene Sherbisman can get you on the schedule to help assist distri distributing communion during worship at the late service. Men's retreat, guys, um, I hope you'll sign up and consider this. Um, it's in a beautiful location. On Saturday, there'll be activities, uh, either hike, perhaps fishing, you want to just read a book a lot during the day and just have quiet time, that's there. There might be a golfing group, not sure. Um, we'll ha we're cooking our own meals this year, so that's kind of fun and exciting. So we'll be getting a team together to do some planning on that. So now's the time to sign up for that men's retreat. It, and so we'll have some Bible studies at night, worship on Sunday morning. It's a great, um, great opportunity for you. So check out 
check out the men's retreat. Um, brunch was for the softball team today, so thank you to them. College students, um, the week of the 5th of August, I'll be doing a couple of get-togethers at Starbucks. Uh, we're actually at Cafe Noir one night in Starbucks. It's in your beacon, um, and you'll probably get an email about that too. But just the time where I'm going to be there if you want to come and we can catch up. You can tell me how things are going, your questions, your challenges, your celebrations, whatever it is. I want to try and reconnect with you while you're home before you head back to school. So that's coming up, not this week, but the next. Finally, the neighborhood barbecue. This after VBS, this will be our next big push for the summer. This is a great. Um, event that we're doing for Kitsap and for especially for our neighborhood. We provide all kinds of school supplies, free school supplies and books and, and gently used um, sports equipment, not all equipment. Check out your beacon to tell you what we're collecting and what we're not collecting. Um, so, um, and then we need lots of helpers to make that event. There's music and there's food and everybody comes. We had over 200 people last summer. So um, we're hoping to do another great outreach that way. So if you can help out in any way, one, you can bring stuff for that. Um, but I'm sure in the ministry card, there's a chance for you to step up and be part of that help. What do we got here? Oh, yes. And so today, the flutes that are playing for our offertory are also playing at Sacred Grounds. Um, and so don't forget our fellowship and coffee time after worship today in the fellowship hall. All right, that's a lot of good stuff. Um, with that then, are there any guests that would like to be introduced or would maybe you're with somebody they can introduce? It's okay if not. Please, Marietta, yes. Prayer team will be up in the front after yes. worship today if you would like to be prayed with or prayed for. Thank you. Perfect. You bet. So plan on that. I think Kelly's here. She's got a bright pink dress on. Yep. And Kim, great. Okay. And then I have some guests here from out of town. My daughter Caroline is here. Yay, Caroline is here. And yep. then her friends Alyssa, Cody, and John. Alyssa, Cody, and John. Welcome, guys. Great to have you here. Let's, with, yes, oh, please, Karen. Janice from Coolissine, yep. And Melanie is here too. Great. Good to have you guys here. Welcome. It's happening. So, yeah. Okay. Um, offering. Thanks, guys.
Let us pray. God of mercy and grace, we offer with joy and thanksgiving what you have first given us, ourselves, our time, and our possessions, signs of your gracious love. Receive them for the sake of him who offered himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and our duty and joy that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory, full of your glory, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. how in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. And we pray as our Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus, reveal yourself to us in the breaking of this bread as you once revealed yourself to your disciples. The gifts of God are ready for the people of God. The body of Christ given for you. The blood of
joy that this meal goes out from here to those who cannot be with us, so let us pray. God, we pray for Evelyn Flagel and Arlene Phillips as they'll receive this meal. Um, Bless Evie as she takes it to them. Bless them with, indeed, the gift of your forgiveness and grace in such a tangible way. Um, Bring them um, your presence through this meal, just like you have us today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may... Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ keep you in his grace. Amen. God of abundance, with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear now this benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you. May the Lord keep you in his grace. Amen. grace-filled. Go in peace and serve the Lord.